part two. I don't, I don't think we put the part two in there, but can you just imagine that part two is right there? What do you have? What do you have? The main thought is there's always more than enough when you give God what you have. And, and that's that trust part because a lot of, depending on how much you have, you, you, you hold it in your hand and you think, wait a minute, that doesn't make sense. For me to give it away, that means I have more. <laughs> She's all right. She's just, that's just her way of saying, go preacher. Go preacher. If I, if I give it away, like, it, I mean, this is upside down kingdom. It, this, this is God's economy. It doesn't make sense all the time. If I give it away, and it doesn't even just have to be money, but if I give it away, that means I have more? My, my, my wife's an accountant. She likes, she likes money. And, um, no, wait, wait a minute. What, what was I? My, she like, oh, did I make her cry? Oh, oh, now no one's going to listen to me. She's an accountant. Anybody else good with money and good with finances and all of that? Does it, it just doesn't make sense to give it away. It doesn't make sense that you actually have more. But Jesus says when, there's always more when we give God what I have. The, the, number one, the, the point that we, that we touched on last week is this, is we tend to focus on what we don't have. And, and I shared this last week is that that's, that's kind of the season that we're in right now. Anybody came through Black Friday and you, you didn't have too many bruises and, and no black eyes and anybody, right? or you didn't give bruises or black eyes so we're starting it like it happens like right at things it's like it's like we have a day of thanks and it used to be black friday was actually on black friday i found out that black friday like skipped into thursday Uh, what's going on we got a kind of we got a we got a partial day of things depending on how how long you sleep in that day and we got a partial day of things and now it's like it's on it's on like donkey kong like i like to say but it starts. It, it has started, and it'll go to the end of the year, and we get to choose what our attitude and our mindset towards, towards money and towards generosity, and is it about me? Is it about them? And, and uh, it's not, I, I've said this so many, you, you guys probably write down Jonathan quotes and say, I heard that before, but man, it's, it's all right to have things as long as what? Things don't have you. Absolutely. Matthew records the same statement that Luke made when we when we read we read in Luke 16 that you can't serve both God and money Matthew records that that same statement he says you can't serve both God and money and then Matthew Matthew goes on and and he says he says this right after he makes that statement you can't serve both God and money he says therefore and anytime you see a therefore that means you go before like what's this talking about therefore I tell you do not worry as I was looking at that, and I was realizing, he says, do not, you can't serve both God and money, therefore, I tell you, do not worry. And I started to realize something, and I told you guys this last week, that you know when you're serving money? Do you want to know? You're like, how do I know if I'm serving money? You're, you're serving money if you're worrying about money. Isn't that the truth? No, no matter how much you have on your account, no matter what season of life you're in, you, you're serving money when you're worrying about it. And he's like, hey, let me worry about it. Can you, would you let me do the worrying about it? We, we, were, we were reading in, in, that, in that passage, and he's talking about how, hey, hey, I, I take care of the birds. Look at the birds. Birds. You know, man, they're, 
the, the birds don't store up. I take care of them. If, 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 if they're not worrying about food, he's like, how much more do I care about you? And he says, look at the, look at the flowers. And they're all dressed all majestically, and they've got, I mean, they're, they're incredible design with these flowers. He's like, he's like if, if I can take care of that, then you shouldn't have to worry about what you wear. If you don't have to worry about what you eat and what you wear, and, as long, and you got a roof over your head, you got it, you're gold. He says, he says, don't worry about that. I like what he says here at the end of, of that passage in verse 30. He says, you have little faith. Now the truth is, the truth is, is that he didn't say you have no faith. He said you have little faith. This, this thing of worry, when we're, it's an indicator of our faith level. Anybody want to walk out of here and, uh, this week and have more faith than you did yesterday? <laughs> Me too. Any of you, like you ever have a moment in life and you're like, whoa, wait a minute. That's, uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of like that reveal. It's like you look at yourself in the mirror and you're like, oh, man, I, I'm, I wish. It, it's an opportunity to get closer to Jesus. An opportunity for you to, to grow that faith muscle. I, I, I believe faith is like a muscle. And it's not that you don't have it, but you get to, like, uh, man, I have faith. I, I can have faith for $100 because I've seen $100 come. In fact, in the last three months, three months, I've seen $50 and $100 and a couple hundred dollars. Um, I don't have as much faith for $10,000 right now. Right? My, my faith muscle needs to grow a little bit in that area, right? So it's an indicator. You start, you start to worry. You're like, I'm not, I don't worry about $10 anymore, but I do worry about $1,000. Like, I'm just using money as an example. Where's your faith level? So don't let this be, don't even let this message be that thing that, where you feel guilt, shame, and condemnation. Let it be just an indicator. Hey, this is where I'm at. I don't want to stay here. I want to keep growing. We tend to focus on what we don't have. Um, and there's a, there's times that it feels like we don't have enough. There's times when in the natural it doesn't add up. Um, but before we see it in the natural, we choose to worship, we choose to sacrifice, and we choose to take steps of faith. You know, my, my dad would always say, yeah, if I can see it, then it's not faith. Right? If you can see it in the natural, it doesn't require faith. And, and the Bible says in Hebrews, without faith, it's what? Impossible like not if you reverse engineer that verse that means like um, I can't please God if if I don't have faith like it is it is impossible to please him without faith and so if there's an opportunity for faith in your life that means there's also an opportunity to to please him <laughs> anybody want to please him I think that'd be a good idea so here's here's number two and this is where we'll spend the rest of our time in number two Anyone thankful that there's only two points today? <laughs> You're like, man, I want to just go put a fire in the fireplace and drink hot chocolate. Sinner. <laughs> Number two, Jesus focuses on what we do have. Jesus focuses on what we do have. Why? We focus a lot of times on what we don't have. Jesus focuses on what we do have. Be here's, here's a couple of thoughts on this. One is he's interested in shifting our mindsets. Whatever money mindset you have, it, it's still not Jesus' mindset. <laughs> Anybody think that even if you've got a pretty, pretty darn good mindset around money that you could probably get better? 
Jesus wants to shift your mindset to be a little bit more like him. He wants us to see what's possible instead of perceived impossibilities. I, I shared last week about uh, this quote from a guy named Michael Hyatt. He, I, often, I, often I think about this quote. He says this. He says, what does this make possible? Whenever there's a hardship, whenever, whenever the bill comes in the mail and it's more than I thought, when, whenever, whenever there's, you know, someone loses a job or, or whenever, you know, the, the in-laws come over or what, no, maybe, right? Or whenever, whatever the situation, the unplanned thing, and you're like, ah, the, instead of asking questions like, why me, God, you know, or what now? It's like, here's the, the question. What does this make possible? In other words, I'm shifting my mindset to say, it, it's not just a, a power of positive thinking. It's saying, Lord, I choose to think about this the way you think about it. The first week I, I submitted to you that I didn't, first of all, I, didn't, I, I don't think Jesus was poor, and I don't think he wants us to be poor. Um, and, and go back and listen to that one if that offends you, because that's, it, it was a pretty good message. I, I think. But listen, here's, here's Jesus' mindset. He never, he never operated from a place of lack. He never sat there and was like, what am I going to do? Uh, how am I going to feed these people? The boat's too far out in the ocean. How am I going to get to them? I mean, he's dead. What are we going to do now? You never see Jesus operating from a place of lack. You always see him saying, oh, there's possibilities. There's, there's an opportunity for a miracle. There's an opportunity for more. You always see him operating that way. And so um, one, of the, one of the great examples in Scripture is, um, you guys remember the, the story of the feeding of the 5,000? There was actually two stories where he fed lots and lots of people. There was the feeding of the 5,000 and also the feeding of the 4,000. But feeding of the 5,000, and the Bible only records the men and uh, because they were jerks. I don't know who wrote. Who wrote so there was probably a lot more. There might have been 20,000 or, or more people there. And, Jesus, and, and there was this huge miracle of Jesus feeding them. Um, and so I, I look at this. And I look at this, this the, why does Jesus want us to focus on what we have? And because I think it, it requires us to look at what we have and consider the possibility that God wants to use it and that there's a miracle. There might be a miracle in your hand in seed form. There might be possibility, there, there could be a possibility that there's a miracle right in your hand in seed form. It's just not fully developed yet. In John chapter six, starting in verse five, Watch this verse. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming toward him. Now, if, if you read in the different Gospels, you're going to find out that this was right after his, his cousin, uh, John the Baptist, was beheaded. And, and so he, he's trying to kind of get away and be by himself and, and, and have some time to think and contemplate. And this whole crowd follows him. And the great crowd was coming toward him. Um, and he said to, Pil- to Philip, where, sh- where shall we buy bread for all these people to eat? He asked this only to test him. Sometimes I think he does that with us, right? Where he asks you, he's like, what should we do? And you're like, I thought you had the answer. He asked this only to test him. 
for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, it would take more than half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each person to just have a bite. So, so all of a sudden, I mean, Philip, Philip is understanding this. Now, Philip's a great guy. Philip is, is one of the great evangelists in the Bible and always brought, bringing people to Jesus and things. But, but, but Philip is operating in the mindset that a lot of us operate in. We see the problem and we say, there's no way. Like, this would take, this would take a half a year's wages. I don't know what that is today. Maybe that's like $20,000. This would take, he's like, do you have that? Do you have that in the treasury, Jesus? And even if we did, we, we didn't like bring it with us. It's back up. We're out here, it, like a, a ways away from town. What are we going to do? And Jesus was only testing him. Matthew's account. Now, it's interesting to know about this. There's four gospels, right? Do you guys remember that? Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. Four, four gospels, four different eyewitness accounts of Jesus' life. Three of them are called the synoptic gospels. That's a, that's a real hard word. It means similar, right? They're the they're same. The, the, those three, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, they have the most similar about them, the most of the same stories, the most of the same account of Jesus, um, death, burial, and resurrection, and the birth of Jesus. Most of, most of, John is kind of the odd one out. About 93% of John's gospel is unique to John. He takes, a, he takes a whole different look at Jesus' life and, and everything and, and all of this. He takes, a whole, he takes a different account. He has miracles that are recorded in, in, the, in the Gospel of John that aren't recorded in the other three. But it's interesting. This is the thing I want you to catch about this. There is, there's a few things that are the same. A lot of the Passion Week, a lot of what, of what goes on with Jesus, death, burial, and resurrection is, is the same. And then there's, there's three stories that, that are in the same in all four, all, all four Gospels. And it, it's, it's really important to look at because it's so unique. Why would they be in all four? And if it's in all four, my antenna goes up and I think we probably should look at it. You, in all four, you see Jesus walking on water. That's a, that's a good one. In all four, you see Mary, the, the um, sister of Lazarus, uh, that, that she um, anoints Jesus with the alabaster jar of pure nard. And then, uh, and then the other one, oh, oh, this one that we're going to talk about today, the feeding of the 5,000. It's in all of them. I like that three of those stories, that, that two out of the three have to do with some sort of like sacrificial gift. But we look at, we look at um, this John's account, and the reason why I pulled out John's account, because John's the one that, that tells us where the food came from. Matthew chapter 14, starting in verse 16, um, and I don't think you have that, uh, Carol, but it, or Carolyn, it says this, Jesus replied, they do not need to go away, you give them something to eat. Uh, Matthew, Mark, and Luke all record this. I think, isn't that interesting? Jesus' solution to the problem is, yeah, man, I don't, he's like, I got, a, I got a great idea. How about, Philip, you give him something to eat. Jesus already had in mind what he was going to do, but he looks, and Matthew records this, Mark rec- records this, Luke records this, you give him something to eat. And all of a sudden, we start to realize, Jesus thinks that the answer is in my hand somehow. Jesus thinks that the solution is, is, is in me, that it's not somewhere out there. That I, ha- I have the solution? Now, Philip's probably thinking, 
you've got to be kidding. I, I just told you this is going to take thousands of dollars to do all of this. But Jesus' mindset was, you've got the answer. The miracle is in your hand. It goes on in the Gospel of John, and again, I tell you that John's the one that records who. Verse 8, it says, Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up. Here's a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish. This is the, this is the only one that tells us about the boy. I like John's account. There's a boy that came, and he followed Jesus out to hear all the teachings and see the miracles, and this little boy, he had, he's the only one out of the whole crowd that had a sack lunch. Like, he's the only one that came prepared. He's the only one that thought, you know what, before I go on this journey, let's pack some bread and fish. And he's coming, and he's ready. He's probably sitting down. He's getting late, and he, he, he opens up his, his Power Ranger lunchbox and, and pulls out his barley loaves and his couple fish, his, like, probably, like, jerky fish, I don't know. P- pulls them out, and he's getting ready to eat. He, I, I imagine him... I just about, and Peter says, stop! <laughs> You're like, come on, Peter, it's just a little boy. And he's like, he's like hey, uh, how, much for, how much for your lunch? I, 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 I digress. But what, what I really think happens is the, the boy probably thought, he's like, I can't do much, but here's what I do have. I think what happens in, in our life is that we see the problem and we have this scarcity mentality. And the scarcity mentality is, I, I don't have enough. You don't have to raise your hand, but have you ever thought like that? I don't have enough. It's not just about money. It's like, I, I, I don't have enough gifting. I don't have enough talent. I don't have enough gas in my tank. What, uh, some, that actually is true. I, I, I don't have, you know, I don't have enough to do this. I, I, you can go down the list of all the different ways that we think like this. There's not enough. There's not enough to go around. And what happens when you have a scarcity mentality that there's not enough? Then what you do have, you hold on. You hold on to it. Because if there's not enough, if there's not enough, I can't, I can't be generous with this. This is like, might be, this might be my last, my last meal. This might be, like, I got to get to work this week. This is my last $5 in my tank. I, I, I don't have enough for you. If I had enough, and this is what people say, man, if I had, if I had more than enough, I'd, I'd give. When I, when I get a raise, when I have a little bit extra windfall of money, when I have something, when I, get, when I, have, a, when I have more talents, when I have more time, when I have, man, you will never have more time. And you're, and if you, and even if you do, and uh, man, this is the truth, is if you're not generous with what you have right now, you're not gonna be generous then. And Jesus was, was exposing a mindset with these guys. And this little boy, man, he had it figured out. These guys had already went to Bible college, and all that, like the Jesus Bible college, right? To follow Jesus all the way. This little boy's like, hey, I wanna help. What about you? Here's the truth. You are blessed to be a blessing. Right now, whatever amount that is, whatever amount of time that you have to to sow into the kingdom, whatever type of gift you have to sow into the kingdom, whatever type of resources and money and and, and material things you have at your house and vehicles and clothes and all that, you are 
already in this moment blessed to be a blessing. And yet we often think, when I'm blessed someday, I'll be a blessing. And I'm saying, church, this is what Jesus is trying to get at. What do you have? What do you have? If Jesus asked you that this morning, what would you say? What could you tell him? He's like, I, I'd like, you know what happens sometimes? Someone will come up to you for prayer and say, man, I, I'm, just, I'm just struggling financially. You know, I, I, I need, you know, whatever. I, I need $20 in my bank account. And our first response is usually, I'll pray for you. And could it be? I was a part of this one, one church, one Sunday morning, I'm not going to mention names, but I, um, someone, someone had come up for prayer for, for um, some financial breakthrough, and by the time they left, like two people had already met their need. <laughs> that's like, uh, man, that's cool. That's awesome. What do you have? What do you have? Maybe it's, maybe you need to give somebody a ride. Maybe you have extra clothes. Maybe, maybe you have an extra coat. Maybe you've got, maybe you've got time or you don't have time, but you're like, I'm still going to give time. I don't know what it might be for you, but I know that Jesus wants to get it in our heart today that we have more than we think we have. And when we give it to him, there's always, there's always enough. And watch how the rest of the story goes. So the little boy he gave his lunch, and then Jesus said, have all the people sit down. Now, the disciples have seen miracles, and they're like, watch this. I, I told them to do it, right? You know, Philip is like, yeah, of course. I knew that this was going to happen. He takes the boy's lunch, and he blesses it. Man, this is, this is how it happens. Whenever you give Jesus what you have, he takes it. He's like, he's like I can use that. That's why he took Moses' rod, and he threw it down and it became a snake his, that rod I, I like in the, in, in the book of Exodus it was Moses' rod and then when he gave it to when he gave it to God to use then every time it talked about Moses' rod now it was God's rod it's interesting when you give it to him you, you, you look at David and David David had five smooth stones I think David could have released that stone from behind his head and it would have still hit its target because when you give it to God like, what do you have? What do you want to give to him? Jesus lifted it to heaven and, and he blessed it. And then he broke it. He had everyone, they were all sitting down and in that grassy place. And, and when he took the loaves and he gave thanks, the Bible says here in verse 11, and distributed to those who were seated as much as they wanted. You remember Philip's response? Man, it'll take half a year's wages for everyone to get a bite. And Jesus' miracle was like, how about more than enough? How about not just enough to tide you over? How about, how about not just enough to get you home or, or to take the hang, hunger pains? He's like, how about more than enough? That was Jesus' mindset. He distributed to those as much as they wanted. He did the same with the fish. Verse 12, when they, when they had, all, had all had enough to eat, he said to his disciples, gather the pieces that are left over, let nothing be wasted. So they gathered them and filled 12 baskets with the pieces of five barley loaves left over by those who had eaten. Man, there's not only more than enough when we give it to God, there's always leftovers. Man, there's times uh, I give it to God and I just don't think I'm gonna have enough and, and I have more. That's, that's God's economy. You know, this isn't a, this isn't a plea. We're not going to take an offering <laughs> right now, <laughs> right? 
This isn't that. This is, like I said at the beginning, this is more than about money. This is about you having an unlocked heart to give and to be generous. What does that look like in your life? It may not even be in the offering plate at church. Could it be that, man, I was, I love real examples. Don't you love, I, I'm, I'm, I'm at, um, well, I guess it's a controversial um, coffee shop. And uh, I, was, I, was, I was there for a friend. And uh, in the drive-thru, um, because I, I go, I prayer drive all the time. Sorry. And I was there and uh, getting, getting and let's see, I had, I had um, Aria with me and, uh, she, and, and Lydia, but she doesn't really care about that place. And I, so I had, I had Aria, she's in the back and I went to, I, I ordered her like chocolate milk and a, and a, and a dessert uh, and I got myself my drink and uh, when we get up to the window and the, the lady, the, the person at the, at the window said, oh, the, the car in front of you took care of you. Like they, 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 thought they, they thought they had cut me off in line, and so they wanted to, they just like, hey, would you let them know, sorry that we cut, them off, cut you off? I didn't even know, but like, like that stuff, like that stuff happens. I, I'm not joking. I'm not gonna tell you how much, but I'm not joking that since October, like there has been so many random acts of kindness to me. I'm like, because Somebody just thought in this moment, you know what? I'm just going to be, I'm just going to be generous. It might not be in our offering plate. It might be at Walmart. It might be in the drive-through. It might be not even money. It could be man. Maybe you're supposed to uh, plow somebody else's drive. Maybe you're supposed to. I don't know what it might be, but could you just say, Jesus, would you unlock my heart to give? Jesus, would you help me focus on what I do have instead of always looking at what I don't have? And then just let him talk to you. That's it. That's all. I love it how in God's economy that there's always leftovers. Don't worry. Don't worry so much about it, guys. Remember, if we're worrying about money, then we're serving money. Could we, could we stand as the worship team's coming? You thought I couldn't get you out of by 1117. Come on. Jesus. Hey, somebody, somebody in here needs prayer. And uh, we're going to invite our prayer team back up. And you may just want to come and, and have someone. A lot of times there are just things that, it's not that we can't pray on our own and at, at our house or just by ourselves. But there's power when we come into agreement with somebody else. And uh, I always like to say, um, you know, let me just add my faith to your faith and we can pray. Um, so when, if you need prayer for anything, any area of breakthrough, why don't you come on up? And, um, and then specifically, this area of trust. A Proverbs verse, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. And whenever I read that, you're just like, ouch, oh, man, I... I just need, I need to grow my trust muscle. I need to grow my faith muscle. And if that's you and you just want prayer for that this morning, that might be a good idea to, to come up. Holy Spirit all over this room. Lord, we thank you for provision. Lord, in advance right now, we thank you for provision. Lord, we thank you for the miracle that's in our hand. Lord, we used to say, oh, there's not enough. And now we say, Lord, I'm waiting on the miracle. 
We used to say that, Lord, there's lack, and, and, and now we're saying, Lord, there's more. There's leftovers. In the Spirit, Lord, we see breakthrough. Lord, we used to say, man, I, I don't have enough to be generous, and Lord, now we're, now we're saying, God, I, I want to be generous with what I do have. Lord, I am thanking you for a season right now, even starting, starting this uh, right after Thanksgiving and to the end of the year. Lord, I thank you for this season that there's going to be miracle after miracle. There's going to be story after story. There's going to be more stories even greater than my drive through story. God, I thank you for miracles and generosity and people's lives uh, being changed and uh, hearts unlocked to give. Lord, I thank you for your mindset on money that, that there is ne- was never a moment where you operated out of lack. And we'll be careful to give you all the praise and the glory and the honor in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. As, as they lead us in this last song, let's worship him. And, and if you need prayer for anything, why don't you come forward?